Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may be listening in. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of Truth Tidbits as we continue to see what God might speak to us each day through His Word. I encourage you be reading in the Scriptures yourselves every day. Get to know Jesus Christ. Oh, you won't regret it if you truly taste and see that the Lord is good. Praise God. Today I want to pick up in something from Isaiah chapter 7. And, um, you know, I'm in different places, but I am doing some consistent reading also. And one of the books that I'm reading right now is Isaiah. And in Isaiah chapter 7, I want to pick up a couple of quick things and just discuss them about integrity. And you'll say, well, where is integrity in this? Well, I'm hoping you will see that in just a moment. I want to talk to you today about integrity and the wall. Um, and, and this comes from just an, an application that I see in this story. Because in Isaiah chapter 7, we see where um, during the, one of the kings that Isaiah was ministering under during the times of the various kings that we're told that he ministered under, one of them was Ahaz, who was uh, a descendant of Uzziah. And in this particular situation, there's some kings, there's a couple of kings that have thought that they're going to fight against the king of Judah and, you know, against Jerusalem, and they're going to take it. And I love God's perspective on things because, you know, the Ahaz, the king, is all worried about it, and some of the people are getting upset, and they're all afraid and all of this. And so in verse 3, it says this, Then the Lord said to Isaiah, Go out now to meet Ahaz, you and Shirjashiv, your son, at the end of the aqueduct, from the upper pool on the highway to the fuller's field, and say to him, Take heed and be quiet. Do not fear or be faint-hearted for these two stubs of smoking firebrands, for the fierce anger of Rezin and Syria and the son of Remaliah, because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Remaliah have plotted evil against you, saying, Let us go up against Judah and trouble it, and let us make a gap in its wall for ourselves and set a king over them, the son of Tabal. Thus says the Lord God, and then God answers, It shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is risen. Within sixty-five years Ephraim will be broken, so that it will not be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Ramallah's, Ramallah's son. If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. So anyway, God is expounding to them that he's not going to let this happen, this threat that they've brought to him. But the point I want to really stress right now is two things, twofold. One, God's perspective. He just considers them stubs of smoking firebrands. Um, now, that might not mean a lot to some of us. But, you know, in our day, we might say it's just a cigarette butt or something like that. You know, just the useless, worthless uh, piece. It, it's no good. It can't do anything. Merely in God's reality, they couldn't 
um, proceed, and they were not going to be successful at all. But I want to point out their strategy, and that's really where I want to hone in on today is verse 6 of chapter 7 of Isaiah here. Let us go up against Judah and trouble it, and let us make a gap in its wall for ourselves. That was their strategy. That's what they said. All we got to do is make a gap in the wall, and then we can go in and set our king over them. We can take them. All that's needed is a gap in the wall. So that's all they wanted to do. That's all they needed to be able to get access inside. Now, Paul brings out something later that we're going to look at in the book of Ephesians. A couple of places I want to go to in Ephesians. But Paul tells us not to give the devil any ground. In other words, make sure your wall is secure. And in order to do that, it requires a life of integrity. Now, why do I say that? The devil knows a fake. He knows a fake. And he can spot a kink in the armor probably from miles away. He's not dumb. Now, I'm not giving him credit. He, God is greater, of course, and God is our God. He defeated the devil at the cross, but we still have to battle the flesh and the devil at times, and we know how to do that according to the scriptures. He's given us weapons to do that, and one of those we're, we're fixing to look at so it requires a life of integrity because the devil knows a faker and he knows just how to take advantage of that when that happens. I want us to turn now to the book of Ephesians. We're going to look at two places. The first one is in Ephesians chapter 6. And I want to look at verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to start reading at Ephesians 6 verse 10. And this is very familiar to many Bible students and those, those that have been in the Word a lot. But I'm going to read it today, and I hope you see something that maybe you've never seen before. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, it says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand, meaning to stand victorious. We're going to come through this victorious. Verse 14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. And then he goes on and he begins to talk about the other pieces of the armor. I want to talk about this. We call it the belt of truth. It's what girds up the loins. Now, when they would gird up the loins, they would 
um, they would wrap them. They would take the, the robes and the garments that they wore and they would pull them up and secure them in the loin belt in that. And that's what it's talking about. Peter tells us in another place to gird up the loins of your mind. In other words, don't let it be tripping you up. Don't let it be flowing and, and, you know, just going here and yon. Gird them up, gather them together and secure them. And that's what they would do with the armor that they would wear. And so the uh, belt of truth is where we would, they would gird up that. And so Paul picks up on that, and he says, having girded your waist with truth. Now, what is this belt of truth? Well, most people interpret this solely as the Word of God. And I do believe it is the Word of God, but it's not just the Word of God. If you look up the word truth that's used here, and it's used in a few other places, its true message is really talking about being a person of integrity. It means to be not concealed. Not concealed. That's the root word behind this word that is translated as truth here. So it's talking about not being fake. No fake Christianity. No masks. Now, I'm not talking about physical masks today. We wear masks for the reasons with the virus and all of that. And there's whole debates about people about whether to do it, not do it, whatever. That's not what this is talking about. But something that's, that's fake and phony, not, not hiding who you really are. The, in the theater of olden days, they would wear the masks and so forth because they were playing a part that was not who they truly were. They were acting out a character. And so this is what he's saying. It's, it's talking about being true blue, we used to call it, true blue. Having no guile, no deceit, or no hidden sins. Not living a double life. Now, why is that important? And Paul, it's interesting, he doesn't start with the head and work down in the armor here. He starts with this as the first piece. And I believe there's a reason for that. Because if you don't have integrity, if you don't have that truth inside of you that's living out, if you're trying to hide something and you're, you're concealing things that are not right, you are a faker and the devil knows it. And so in essence, Paul is saying you would have a kink in your armor. We can't do that because the devil's going to take advantage of that if you're not true blue. He will. He will find, he will see that little kink in the armor or that little gap in the wall. If you remember in Isaiah, that's all they were looking for was just a little gap in the wall. They said, let us get a gap in the wall. Why? Because once they made a gap in the wall, they could go through it and get into the, into the city and then take over the city. As long as the wall stood secure and closed up, with no gaps in it, they could not enter. There was no access point. The wall stood strong. And so that's what Paul is picking up on here, is that we not have a kink in the armor and we not have a gap in the wall. And that is required. That's why it requires a life 
of integrity because all the devil needs to accomplish his end goal, which is just like it was in Isaiah 7, to set a king over them. His end goal was to dominate them and to rule and to get access into their life so that he could control and destroy them, just like the enemy wanted to do in Isaiah 7. And all he was looking for was one little kink, one little gap. That's all he needed. So let's look at Paul's advice in another place in Ephesians and take it seriously in understanding how important integrity is to the Christian. It's very important that we not be fakers, that we be true blue. Paul says this in Ephesians 4, verses 25 through 27. He says this, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. Don't be fakers. Tell the truth. For we are members of one another. Then he says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Here he goes. He's talking about not giving place to the devil. And that word talking about giving place literally is talking about giving him a spot of ground into your life to work from. In other words, you've opened up the door and you have allowed him through this gap in the wall, through this kink in the armor, because it wasn't a life of integrity, because you were faking something, you were concealing something, living a double life, hiding a secret sin, whatever it is. And the devil has taken advantage of that. And he now has a spot of ground from which in your life to work. And Paul says, don't give the devil a spot of actual ground. Don't give him any location that he can enter your life and control and work from. It's the Greek word tapos, and it means an actual place. We, we know it as topography, for instance, which is, you know, you can, you can see uh, a territory or a terrain or a ground or whatever uh, in topography. And so Paul is using that word, and he says, don't give him a place. Don't give him any opportunity. Don't give him any locality or any place that he can access or that he can occupy. And that's what Isaiah 7, that's exactly what the enemy's strategy was, was to just get a gap in the wall, and then they could get inside and control and destroy, and they could set the king over them and become their master. So how do we do this? One of the ways that we do this, first of all, it requires a life of integrity. Be true blue. And if there's things that you, you have faked or whatever that you've hidden, that you've tried to conceal and, and make people think that you're this Christian that you're not, go to God because he knows that. And all he's doing is looking for you to confess that and ask his forgiveness. He will cleanse you and he can make you a person of integrity. He can cause you to be able to live that way in truth and to be true blue. Are you going to ever be perfect? Nope, I'm not. Nobody else is. We do mess up. And every time we do, we come back to the Lord and we ask his forgiveness and we're cleansed afresh and anew, just like it says in 1 John 1, 9. 
But it is a striving for a life of integrity. It is being true blue. It's not faking it. And when we do that, we can live that life of integrity, having our loins girt about with this truth, the Word of God lived out in our lives. And we are seeking and striving sincerely to honor it and to obey it and to please the Lord. And that is having our, our loins girt about with truth. But the other thing that came to my mind that I want to share with you is this. Guard the gateways. Guard the gateways and secure the wall. In other words, what are the gateways into our lives? The gateways would be the things that we take in that can get into us, into our heart, into our thoughts, etc., so we'll be talking, we're talking about what we see, what we think upon, what we dwell upon, what we hear, those things that we would take in, you know, in the body, it would even include things like ingesting the food, you know, what are we listening to? What are we feeding on? What are we hearing? Guard the gateways, because if we're not careful, we can get a gap in the wall. And that's all the enemy needs. And that's all he's looking for is a gap in the wall or a kink in the armor. Beloved friend, I encourage you, live a life of integrity. Gird up your loins with the belt of truth. Live a life of integrity and make sure that your wall is secure by being a person of integrity and guarding your gateways and securing your walls so that you're not giving place to the devil in any way. I pray this has been a blessing to you today, and Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you in Jesus' name.